Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! All right, welcome back in. Joe and Jared are here. What's up, go- fellas? <laughs> Good to hear you again. It's been actually a little bit of time here, almost a whole week, huh? No, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just, it's just already gone by. It's been one one week in the books, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do have a lot of things to got, get to, and I wanted to get to that right now. So we got a rundown here, gentlemen. We're going to talk rapid-fire recap on week one. We got a weekly flashback, the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to get into a little bit of what Jared likes to call horseshoes or horse shit. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Then we'll dive into waiver wire reaction. We got actually we do, Jared. I don't know if you know this, but uh, I did check the messages this week and we do have one mailbag question. So we'll get into that. Okay. Um, and I won't let you know who that's from. I haven't listened to it yet, but I do know I do know who sent it, so that'll be interesting. Okay. Uh, and then finally, we'll get into the week two preview. So let's get this let's get this show on the road, huh? Let's do it. Let's do, right. let's do a little rapid fire recap. It's time for the weekly rapid fire recap. All right, so rapid fire recap in this uh, little section here. What we're going to do is I'm going to go through a, a matchup, then Jared's going to go through one, and we're just going to dive quickly into what happened this past week. So, Jared, if you want to start first. All right, I got I got uh, the showtown, the battle between the Tar Heel alum, Brian versus Mike. And I was right that Watson would outscore Mahomes, but wrong about Mike pulling out the win. It was about 725 to 740 on Sunday where Brian was as happy as when he sees a man in uniform. Wink, wink, Pittman, <laughs> as Eckler and Hilton dropped about 25 points to seal the victory. Brian goes to 1-0. and Mike falls to 0-1. All right, I'll take game two. If I'm going to start off with myself and Rusty, good God, was this a matchup. If you would have told me that I needed uh, his defense – uh, to score exactly zero points in order for me to win, I would have told you, get the hell out of here. I'm going to go to bed early and not even watch that game. And that's exactly what I did. I went to bed about 10.25 and fully expecting to wake up in the morning and lo and behold what happens. Somehow the fantasy gods show up and the Denver defense scores zero points. And the only reason I win, the only reason, Jared, is there was a roughing the kicker call on Karimi, whatever his last name is, my kicker, at the Saints game. He booted the kick to the right. Penalty on the play. He gets to re-kick the extra point. He scores it one point, and that's exactly how I pulled that victory off. Thank you, gods. Wow. It's about nine years too late, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
right. So, all right, next we got we got uh, we got Brad versus John. This was actually an incredible shootout well into the Tuesday morning hours as both guys had people going with the Raiders and the Broncos. Um, Brad pulls it out, and it's two things that I kind of took note from it, and there might be some false sense of uh, hope in John's wide receiver group after the first week. Um, plus, I think Brad won. I don't know if Johnny saw this, but Mahomes tried to do one of those no-look passes to a wide-open Kelsey in the end zone and overthrew him. Ouch. Ouch. Johnny loses by four. Got a little cute there, Mahomes, huh? Got yeah. a little cute, and it cost him the game. Who we got next? All right, up next, the Truth Hurts defending champion, Chaz, versus turn your head and <coughs> Goff, Brooks. This one wasn't even close, Jared. It just wasn't even close. <laughs> Every year we sit here and we say, Chaz, you're not going to win. And what does this guy do? He pulls rabbits out of his hat. And when I say rabbits, I mean plurals and multiple. I mean, this guy starts Lamar Jackson. Now, you and I were both on the Lamar Jackson chain train but this guy just decides to go off for 36 points are you kidding me jared golf goes from the super bowl to dropping 12 points just a no-show and that's pretty much exactly uh what brooks didn't need to happen but i mean this game wasn't even close he could have scored brooks could have scored 20 points from all his guys and still got throttled by 50 so uh, just an unfortunate game plan for Brooks. And what, what are you going to say about Chaz? The guy's just right now he's unstoppable. 191 points. That's got to be close to an NCFFL record, huh? It's close. I checked it out, and I think Brad had him by about five points in week one last year. Good God. Uh, I got a sidebar question. What's more annoying, Chaz when he is winning or me when I'm losing? It's Chaz when he's winning because he's more vocal. You're just more pissed off and you're trying to make trades and at least get your team a little bit better. Okay, okay. I can deal with that. All right. All right. <laughs> Who's the next? Fi the final matchup was we had Jared, myself, versus Pittman. Pittman scores 106 and still wins by 22. Jameis throws more touchdowns to the 49ers than his own team. And the fourth highest score in the matchup was Harrison Butker, who the Panthers drafted and released. Burn it all down. <laughs> wow. Well, that'll – go ahead. That's what we got. That was the rundown. Week one recap. That's a week run recap. So just to sh let everyone know here, I'm going to try and see if I can get into the divisions here. So we actually – the NF NCFL East League only has two winners. And the yeah. West, which was told to be the worst league, has three winners so far. So um, I will say this. In terms of points for, the East team does look a little bit stronger than the West, which looks rather weak minus Chaz, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, there's three teams over 150 or at least 150. That's pretty, that's pretty steady there. It's only week one. There's lots of weeks to go. Let's move on. All right. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. The good, bad, and the ugly.
All right, so now let's get into the weekly flashback. Good, bad, and the ugly. This is where we're going to talk about news and notes from around the league. And I think we have to jump off with Antonio Brown, would you say? Yeah, that's uh, – well, that, he's part of my ugly. My ugly is the uh, – my preseason pick to champion, Pittman's team has just fallen apart. And then I started looking at a day. His team consists of A.B., alleged rapist, Kareem Hunt, woman beater, <laughs> and to- Adrian Peterson, kid beater, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, who resisted arrest. We got Melvin holding out. Who knows what's going to happen to Andy, Antonio Brown? And he's already already used 20% of his roster moves 36 hours into the fantasy season. Wow. <laughs> and so, he's a cop. You know, yeah. you would think someone that, you know, abides by the law wouldn't yeah. go after these degenerates as much as he has, but he's invested into them full speed. I I can't believe all of his waiver moves too. He made five waiver moves. Is that right? He's got he's made five moves already. Wow. So, and I don't know what's going to happen to AB. I read the the stuff, and that's I mean that's pretty wild. Um, but it's just it's like a soap opera, man. I can't the, can't you're like embarrassed to kind of like you're into it, but then you're kind of like what is happening now? Think about the emotional roller coaster Pittman must be on. At first, he's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on with the Raiders? This is an absolute debacle. All of a sudden, Saturday comes around, and he must have been like a kid in candy shop. He's like, are you kidding me? I go from Derek Carr to freaking goat Tom Brady to be chucking passes to me alongside Josh Gordon? This Andy, is unbelievable. And he pulls out the victory week one, and he's feeling good, and then boom. And then just boom. What was funny was uh, I like when, when the Patriots end up got, uh, getting A.B., and I think he did a video with, like, it was like Brady and A.B. did a video, and he's like, yeah, come live with me and Giselle. I wonder how Giselle's feeling right now with uh, an accused rapist and uh, beater yeah, in her house right now. Um, what do you think Brady did right there? He's like, sorry, bro, you got to go. I can't have you around my kids. There go. He gone. He gone. All right, moving on. So, OBJ's watch issue. Let me ask you a question. Would you wear a $200,000 watch while you're playing football? Um, one, I'm too scared to play football. And maybe if it was flag football, I might would wear a $20 um, Casio or something like that. But, no. I mean, I can't even fathom paying $200,000 for anything other than a house. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And he's like, oh, the NFL can't tell me I, I can't wear a watch. Yes, they can. They ha- they have a uniform policy, and they will fine you for it. Yeah. And then if you continue to get fined, they will tell you you cannot play. It just doesn't make any sense. The watch doesn't make you catch balls any better. No, well, okay. he, he says he can keep playing. Here's here's my bad. So I went over my ugly. Here's my bad. I looked at the stats, and 10 of the top 25 scores, not counting quarterbacks or kickers or defenses, but only running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, 10 of the top 25 scores, that's 40% from week one, were either not drafted by us or they were on people's benches. Boys. Wow. I hope we don't play the stock because we are terrible at guessing right. 
Well, I always say this. Nobody ever wins the, the NCFFL fantasy football league from the draft. It's always won on the waiver wires. And it's how you can manage your team, you know, post the first couple weeks. So that would def- definitely prove the fact there. What else you got for us? Uh, the, the only other thing I had was the good. Um, and then I could, I mean, this is, might be a little questionable, but the good is that I scored 84 points. And <laughs> you're like, Joe, I mean, you're like, Jerry, what, what are you talking about? Last year, I scored third most points in the league. And my week one score last year was 80 points. I'm ahead of schedule, boys. As the well-versed philosopher Joe Dierte says, got to keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Life's a garden, dig it. (laughs) What about you? You got any other? Uh, The only thing I had, just some other notes uh, from around the league. Tyreek Hill out four to six weeks if he's lucky. Sternoclavicle joint injury and the hits just keep on hitting mm. uh, who, who's got him i do believe that it's actually i'm not even sure that's brian brian yeah brian got him. um yeah there's some other people there wasn't any kind of significant injuries not sure what that was sorry about that yeah, yeah. brian's got him Brian's got Tyreek, who's probably going to be out maybe four to six weeks, if not longer. I mean, outside of him, I don't think of any other significant blows. I know today they released that Hunter Henry is probably going to be out indefinitely. So, yeah. Who, who's got Hunter Henry? Uh, oh, Brian. So, <laughs> hope you enjoy that one win. Go ahead and start trying to trade. I'm sure somebody's out there. Will, I think Brad's got a, a few tight ends that you can kind of. He maybe does get have a few. For. So, I actually did a little research on the sternoclavicle joint injury and asked a couple doctors today while I was out doing some some work. (laughs) And uh, I said, you know, what what is that injury? How long would you expect a person to be out if they were playing NFL football? What I got back was no chance in four weeks, no chance. And they're looking more like if he's back at six weeks at the earliest, could be potentially 10. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, but definitely decisions that need to be made from, uh, from Brian's team for sure. It's not what you want from with your first round pick. Uh, no, not at all. But either is A.B. Uh, very true. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. So I dodged injuries. Dodge injuries my, my and guess one, right, boys. Week one, I dodged my injuries. Didn't score a lot, but dodged my injuries. Hey, guys. I want to take a quick moment to talk about protection. No, not that kind of protection, but rather protection for your family, your home, your autos, or even your business. A local Farm Bureau insurance agent is there to make sure that what's most important to you is properly covered and at a low cost. Contact a Farm Bureau agent near you today and get a free insurance review. Shop local with Farm Bureau Insurance. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Horseshoes or horse shit. So this is where we're going to be kind of throwing out some 
either players or decisions that GMs made that kind of factored into a game. And one GM might say, hey, man, that's not meant to do that, or it might be horseshoe, while the other GM on the other side was saying, that's complete horseshoe. There's no way you should – reason you should have been playing them or not. My first one is uh, – I mean, I was high on this guy, Lamar Jackson. So, mm-hmm. I you, you, you talk to some people and you say, yeah, I can see it. You talk to Chaz, he saw it from the start. He knew Lamar Jackson was going to go off this year. I knew it was going to go off. Brooks, on the other hand, I don't think he anticipated Lamar Jackson, who last year's playoff game, I think he went two full hours of football without completing a pass. And then somehow, miraculously, he just kicked it down to the beginner level on PlayStation Madden, and now he's on five – touchdown bombs all the way off the lane. I think he completed like 12 passes. So Chaz says maybe horseshoe. Brooks says horseshit. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, for example, my guy, horseshit, David Montgomery. This guy had all the talk coming out of Chicago. And I'm thinking this guy is going to start running all over the place. We got rid of Jordan Howard, who couldn't do anything. Now we got Tariq Cohen and this young stud, third-round draft pick. He's going to come in and just run all over this Packers defense. And horseshit. Absolute trash. They gave him the ball like six times. I, I expect a lot more for next week, but for this week, absolute horseshit. Do we need to just do like a, a segment each week where you can just vent about the, the Bears? I try yeah. to implement that during the podcast. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I told you. I mean, I told you last week that the Packers' defense was going to be better and that they were going to win outright. And I told you the reason why, because the Packers are going to be better and Mitchell Trubisky is terrible. Mitchell Trubisky is terrible. So I agree. He needs but, to show NFL – football teams that he can be a quarterback just like the 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 Packers DB said all we tried to do was make Mitch play quarterback and he couldn't do that yeah so um another one of mine is I mean I'm gonna call I'm gonna say John's wide receivers outscoring my wide receivers as horseshit Uh, yeah, I mean, that. Uh, I just can't explain it. No, but I kind of like it, too, because I think it's going to give him a false sense of hope that his wide receivers are actually pretty good. Terrell Williams might actually kind of be in a solid wide receiver, too, back in. But Emmanuel Sanders, Jarvis Landry, nah, come on, bro. What is this, 2015? God, maybe. So, but, yeah, he's probably saying, yeah. I felt good about those guys and trying to kind of uh, somehow paint a picture like he's fucking Van Gogh in here of trying to see if uh, this is my strategy all along. It's easy to grab wide receivers. Nah, nah, it'll, it'll come crashing down my friend. <laughs> well, my horseshoe I think also has to go to myself and my team. And that's only because of, what we spoke about earlier, and Denver's D. I mean, you got Vic Fangio over there who's running the defense. There is no reason that de- this that defense should give up 24 points to Oakland. Absolute atrocity. I feel sorry for Rusty, but not really because I got my first victory. Little humble brag there. Um, but, yeah, total horseshoe on my behalf. 
My defense showed up with absolute trash, Houston's. I didn't have many options, uh, but that was just a uh, race to who can score more points, and they obviously didn't like playing defense both sides, actually, that last two minutes of that game. And then when my kicker mysteriously had a uh, roughing call, saved my life. Uh, otherwise, I'm looking at week two, 0 and one and a typical downward spiral for myself. So horseshoe on my behalf, I will take it. How are you, Joe? Tell me, tell me your thought. Tell me your thought process here. Playing the Texans defense on the road in New Orleans on opening week on a Monday night, coming off a terrible defensive year, and they just traded away Clowney. Yeah, the clowny trade I was not happy about. But let me ask you this. That first half, they looked okay. They held them to, what, 14 points maybe? It was seven so, points? My game was already over, so I was watching Succession in the back. <laughs> well, the first half, it was I think they had them to like 14 points max. So they were doing a great job of holding them out of the end zone. They were giving up yards. There's no doubt they were giving up yards. But they were holding them out of the end zone. So – I looked actually pretty confident. And, I mean, outside of the last two minutes, they did a decent job. They just forgot how to play defense the last two minutes of the game. They roll into a prevent defense, and Drew Brees needs seven yards. I mean, what the hell? Because they're not good at defense. Well, I know that now. That's why, you know, I dropped them. (laughs) Somebody somebody better go pick them up right now. Joe just dropped me. Go pick them up. Sure fire 20-plus points. Probably tomorrow. Next week. Here's, here's my other horseshoe, and I don't know who um, – I was kind of looking at the stats, and whoever whoever has David Johnson on their team really got a horseshoe. That's me. But that's you too? Oh, my gosh. How what, do you mean, did, did, what do you mean a horseshoe there? The guy's a good well, player. He is a good player. But how many points did you win by? One. One, little one and a half or something like that? Yeah, one and a half. Did you see the end of the Cardinals line? I did, I did, because I was thinking I just want to get some uh, overtime points here. So, yeah, and you did. David, <laughs> David, I went back and looked, the ESPN app, David Johnson got you 2.1 overtime points. Hey, man. And it wouldn't have gone to overtime if the Lions didn't call that timeout when Stafford ran the play and they had a first down and would have been able to run out the clock. Well, that was a – I. Uh, did you so you saw that game too? So apparently that was called by the assistant coach, which can't yes. call timeout. So that he was just pissed. a blunder on the ref's behalf. There just lost the game for him. Stafford was pissed. Oh God, he was hot. So, lost the game for you, but again, after nine years, the fantasy gods remember Joe. I mean, uh, you might as well start calling me John. With all these horseshoes coming my way right, right now, well, you got a you got a few more years before we can get to that point. I'm collecting them. I know it's week one, but I'm collecting them. The problem is, I probably collected all my horseshoes for in one week. Yeah. So, but hopefully there wasn't as many. There was a few close games, a couple close games, but kind of looking at people's uh, sit start options. Typically, people have like fifty fifty calls. I'm really hoping as we move on each week that we have somebody that just makes a bold call here and they win because of it, or they make a bold car here and they lose because of it. So good luck choosing fellas. Weekly waiver wire. Wire, wire, wire. Did we just become best friends? Yep.
So, going down through the order, first week of waiver wires, it's always a hot topic, especially the the morning after, just to wake up in the morning, get a nice little coffee in you, sit down at your computer and see, all right, who's bidding for what and who took what and who dropped what. So, just to run down kind of uh, a couple of these, Dak Prescott had three bidders. Winning bid went to Brad for $21. Um, and I saw that, I'm, and I was one of the bidders for Dak. And I go to Brad, twenty one dollars. Yeah. I was like, that can't be right. Twenty one dollar backup to Carson Wentz. Wow. Well, he's got three quarterbacks on his roster as well, I do believe. So he might be taking the John Rudenick approach of fantasy football. But I do believe $21 was kind of the going rate. You know, 20% of your fab on someone like that. They have a new offensive coordinator there. They got the pieces around Dak. And I think that uh, they're going to do pretty well right there. I was kind of hoping he slipped through and I just picked him up uh, just as a free agent. But I knew someone might bid on him. And, yeah, and, and Brooks was in between us, and I was talking to him about it afterwards because we were both like couldn't believe that Brad spent $21 on a quarterback that he'll rarely ever use um, because I think Carson Wentz is better. But And Brooks wanted Dak because of the things you said with the um, new GM and the Dak's in a better offense, and he's like, hey, the GM. I mean, not the new GM, but the, the new offensive coordinator, and the offensive coordinator is Kellen Moore. Kellen, he dated somebody named Kellen. Uh, last name, coincidence. Last name, last name Moore. He dated somebody with the last name Moore. Coincidence. Kellen Moore. He thought it was like this divine intervention that said, "Go get that." <laughs> not for six bucks, buddy. Nah, so not for eleven yeah, either. I mean, my, when I was looking at, it, I mean, we yeah. When I was looking, we had nine waiver claims. So, and then one being for zero dollars, which is fine. And then eight going for money. I mean, money was just getting thrown around like we're trying to enroll our kids into Southern Cal. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I think Uh, the the big waste of money, and who knows? This could prove, this could be either a massive horseshoe or just horse shit. And that is dropping Kiki QT for Terry McLaurin and Michael dropping almost 20% of his fab dollars. Uh, for this gentleman. No one else bid on him. I know he's getting a lot of play amongst the fantasy expert community, um, but 20% of your fab bucks? Uh, I'll say this. One, one anonymous GM messaged me and said that he had to Google who that was because he didn't know who Terry McLaurin was, never heard of him, <laughs> and he couldn't believe a GM bid that much on him. Well, he's got speed. We know that. So, so we'll see if that plays off. We'll see if he'll be uh, dropped in three weeks. That'll be interesting to see. So another one that was interesting was uh, it was kind of cheap. John John got John Ross for pretty cheap, and but John's chasing the points, chasing the points, thinking John Ross might be um, who are we who are we fucking kidding? John Ross is about to have a fucking career year because John got him. I'll say this. That's probably going to be the three best dollars that John spends on fab all year. As long as, you know, who knows what happens when uh, what's his name comes back. Who the hell is that guy that's out right now? AJ Green. AJ Green. He's got, what, two, two, three weeks before he might come back. 
he just got out of his walking boot today, so he'll come back early. They'll push him back early, and he'll get hurt again. So, to my knowledge, though, John Ross is the fastest guy in the NFL, according to the NFL Combine. And they do have a new offense that they're running over there. So this could turn out to be very well for John, unfortunately. I mean, he has a way of finding victories. So we'll see what happens. I I think it's a solid pick. Quite honestly, I was surprised that $3 took it. I thought it was going to be more in the uh, 10 to 15 range. So $3 is a steal in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I guess looking at all these, it's just – I mean, we'll, we'll know a little bit more kind of moving forward where I think Dak made sense and uh, Waller, the tight end, people bidding on him made sense. But a lot of these other bids were as confusing as Rusty shit talk. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 when I got to think about what he's trying to like be funny or shit talk, it just bothers me. And so I just scroll past it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Speaking of scrolling past, I had to freaking scroll past Darren Waller going to Rusty for a $16 bid. I bid nine. I thought nine was fair. I didn't, quite honestly, I didn't think many people would even go for a tight end. Most everyone had one, including Rusty. Uh, but oh, yeah. he decided to pick up another one. But, yo, tight ends are a hot commodity right now. So if you can hold on to them, the problem is, is they're going to just clog up your bench eventually. So you're going to have to let some of them go. Well, he made he made he made the right move. I mean, he had he started off with uh, Burton there and Bears and Trey Burton. He, I mean, he's washed up. He, he's hurt. I mean, he doesn't even like Mitchell Trubisky's throwing to him so much as he's just faking an injury. I, so, quite honestly, I think he has like anxiety. That's the reason uh, he's out. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but so I, yeah, that's a that's a good bid on his part. Um, and then the other we got Carlos Hyde and Chris Thompson. Both going for double digit money where no one else bid on. So that's that's the that's the name of the game. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta overpay. You gotta overpay. I dropped seventeen on Thompson because I quite honestly I thought other people would go after him. Obviously I was wrong, which shows how good I am as a GM. Um but anyways, I mean hot commodities. Adrian Peterson went, Chris Thompson went. And last year I think we found out that Chris Thompson was the better back of the two. Uh, in terms of that system and how it works. The problem is, is this Darius Geis kid, man, another injury. This is two injuries in a row. And I think this guy's just washed up, and he came out last year. He was supposed to be the next best best thing. So I feel sorry for the kid. Uh, It's unfortunate for him, but, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I do believe that I'll take uh, Chris Thompson as the better back uh, throughout the year, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, only because of his pass-catching past abilities. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is? It's time to reach into that mailbox and see what our fans sent us. Hey, Joey, it's your wife. Evidently, this voicemail is the only way for me to get in touch with you these days. And as much as I hate to interrupt your playtime with Jared or in this cute little fantasy podcast, I just needed to remind you, you have two kids, a pregnant wife, and a yard filled with shit from a sewer line break that requires your attention whenever you can find the time. Not that I don't think it's really important for the guy who wore the romper this year or the guy with the 4-9 record and 10 years of missing the playoffs to lead a podcast every week, but maybe it's time to reevaluate your priorities. 
Also, I think we should have everyone over on April 9th for a party. By then, hopefully all the shit will be out of the yard. And more importantly, I'll be able to drink. Bye, honey. Okay, so first of all, hey, I didn't even realize that my wife knew that she could call in and leave a voice message. B, wow, the criticism that I get from this woman is absolutely unbelievable. Here, yes. here, you know, here I am thinking to myself, you know what would be great for this, this uh, NCFFL league is a, a fantastic podcast. So, you know, when I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it balls to the wall. And I'm going to invest time. I'm going to try and give the people the best damn podcast that they can. And here's my wife beating down my neck. Yeah, we had a little sewage issue. All right. But it's, ta- it's getting ca- taken care of. I got a freaking backhoe the size of Godzilla in my backyard. And there you got a hole back there, probably about 25 feet deep. But it's no big deal. It's getting taken care of. The house doesn't smell like shit. And she doesn't have to insult me by my record. I mean, what the hell's that about? I mean, I mean, she's not really insulting you by your record. She's just kind of stating the facts for that. I mean, I wore the romper last year. I finished last. You've historically been terrible. So well, it's kind of good. But anyway, we don't need to give. I don't need my wife to get involved either. But, hey, I, I, got, a, uh, I got an email from somebody. It looks like it was supposed to be intended for you. It says, Joe. Thanks for yet another fantasy football podcast. That's exactly what this world needs. In last week's show, you said there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of variables when you get into the point structure. When you were discussing how to determine the wild cards of your league. <laughs> now I'm admittedly no goodwill hunting. <laughs> 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 But there seems to be less variables in straight-up points than there would be when you throw in the matchup aspect. I realize App State is known for cannabis and not calculus, but can you explain this for me from Bewildered and Boone? All right. First of all, this was a hot topic. I don't even agree. I, I actually started off like on the side of the matchup aspect. Like I guess it would be your overall record. And then someone started talking me into like, oh, no, we need to do points. And then I ended up by the end of the night going back to the record because my I, here's the thing is I don't think that you should be allowed to win the romper, the championship and whatever else with the toilet seat all in one fell swoop. That that should be impossible. Man, I hope I hope Mike I hope Michael's not listening to this in the in the car because he's having a road rage with you right now and just saying thank you, thank you. But I but, mean, this is something that we got to talk about because that should not. But happen. so we got to. Well, fit. I think so. Here, yeah. the other option is top three in each in each division make it. That's the easiest way to do it. Well, we're going down a rabbit hole again. I think what the uh, what the, the the emailer was saying, the fan was saying, was. Your explanation last week didn't make much sense because if we just based it off straight points, there's not many variables that go into that as opposed to the matchups. I guess so. So, but, oh, well. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I just I received another text message from another person that says, I love how they're texting you and not me, too. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, I got to let my number out. That's fine. Um, it says they saw where another league used the Wonderlick test in order to determine their draft order. 
<laughs> now, who do you th- who do you think finishes? Who do you think would finish first in the Wonderlick test in our league, and who would finish last? Uh, I'm gonna have to put my. I'm gonna go Brad last. <laughs> Me at a close second to last. I mean, I had an email a teacher, and I think it was like an English teacher at App State, just to give me a passing grade so I could graduate. So, I mean, it's not going to be me, boys and girls. Um, as far as far as winning it, ouch, or getting the most points, I don't even know what's on the wonder. Like, this is a great idea. I think actually, you know, what would even be better is to make the 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 loser of the league have to take it. And then we broadcast on the toilet seat his his losing record name and Wonderlick score. I think that would be wow. great. Yeah. Um, but I would have to go with, uh, I mean, we got two lawyers in the group, no doctors. Um, yeah. And I'm going to have to there's go no way, There's no way Chaz. There's no way Chaz would finish first. I, I, would, I would say Brooks would finish first. I, don't, I mean, it's – I mean, maybe there's a job out there that he can take that and help him. Well, I, I think oh, we've. I that, think was we, that too soon? What, was that too soon? I think we can really answer that question between Brooks and Chaz. I mean, how many times did it take Chaz to 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 pass the bar? I don't know. He was probably on something and was just like really focused. So. <laughs> just a little slight burn to Brooks there. Not a big uh, deal. How are you? But. Yeah, so I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. We got any other mailbag questions? That's it. But we are always welcome to receive those voicemail questions. You can go to Anchor.fm, the website, search voicemail and leave us something there, or you can go to the Anchor app and leave us a voicemail there. We're always welcome for uh, voicemails. Uh, how you want us to get better and improve, or if you got any topics you guys want us to discuss, uh, please feel free to uh, leave us your messages there. Hey guys, we all know someone that's stressed out about something, but stressing out about hair loss is a thing of the past, and I bet you thought there was never a real solution. Now there is, with Keeps. Keeps is the easiest way to keep your hair. Look, there's no magic cure for baldness, but by starting Keeps now, you can keep the hair you have and get your treatment without leaving your house. Get Keeps, the easiest way to keep your hair. Go to Keeps.com to learn more. Week 2 matchups. Here we go. All right, Jared. Week 2 preview. Here we go. I'm going to go through uh, each game here. You give me a little nugget or two about it. So first off, we got two girly one cup uh, versus no need for a B uh, Joe and Pittman. Uh, Joe's project projection is 117.87 versus Pittman's 121 20 odds are 47% Joe wins to 53% that Pittman wins all of these score or all these projections as I go through them or as, what they were listed at this evening. So if someone doesn't have a quarterback or a defense like Pittman right now, obviously they'd be projected a little bit more than that. Um, But what say you about this one? 
Uh, I think this is the matchup of the week. Um, not because of the makeup of the team and the, the players involved, but because of the GMs that are involved. And one of you is going to be going to 2-0. and And so I can't wait to see which one goes to 2-0 and and then just kind of shits the bed the rest of the year. Um, but my guess is Pittman's defense and kicker combines for 30 and Pittman wins. Ouch. That's a hurtful statement there. I do think Vance McDonald rebounds. I do think David Montgomery, even though they're going to be at mile high stadium and they're facing their former, uh, defensive coordinator. I do think he rebounds for, uh, 75 yards on a touchdown, and I do think Gurley rebounds, too, with a couple TDs. Um, and I do think I pull this one out by only about six points. And that's going to be a trend throughout the season for me, I think. Uh, I'm not going to blow anyone away. I'm just going to win a couple games by a few points, and that's about it. Okay. All right, moving on. We have points versus wins. Mike versus... John and Horseshoe Collector. Mike is projected at 132.22 and John at a 129.55. So a 52 to 48% odds in the direction of Michael. What you say? Uh, I think I think Mike's team is banged up. We don't know if Joe Mixon's playing. He's got some questionable matchups. But I just can't take a side that is starting Terrell Williams, Jarvis Landry, Manny Sanders, and John Ross in week two. Maybe it was like week nine bye weeks. But I just those four guys, you're rolling out those four guys week two. I just can't take it. Mike wins. I'm going to go opposite here, and I'm going to say John evens it up at one-to-one, and Mike is scratching his head at 0-2. And, and the reason for that, I think Cam's going to have a much better game tomorrow night when they play Tampa Bay. I also think Jarvis Landry is going to get in the end zone and Dalvin Cook's going to do what he did last week. Um, And I think he's going to pull that out. And it's going to be – I'm going to go not quite as high as what's projected, but I'm going to say a 124 to a 117 victory for Johnny. Okay. Moving along, we have – Sherlock Mahomes versus the Truth Ertz. This is a matchup between – Brian and Chaz, both teams are, or excuse me, yeah, Brian and Chaz, both teams are 1-0. Chaz projection at 141.26 versus 125.79, and Chaz is a 62% favorite here. What do you say? Uh, I think incredible matchups on both sides and possibly going to be the high score of the week. Um, After watching the amount of butter that Chaz puts on his rolls, uh, his, his, score this, <laughs> his score this week might catch his current cholesterol. Chaz wins. Yeah, I think he's going to double up. He's not going to quite get that 191, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he scores like 165 again. And that's just going to be way too much. Um, I, I do think that, you know, Eckler's going to take a step down for Brian, unfortunately. Um, We'll see if ODB has a game, and I do think Tennessee's defense is going to hold T.Y. Hilton and Jacoby Brissett in check. So I'm going to go with you on that one as well. I think Chaz pulls off that victory pretty handedly. All right, moving on to watch what you say, Quan Rusty versus turn your head in golf. 
uh, Brooks, we have a projection of uh, 131.924 Brooks, a 141.194 Rusty, with a projection of 57% favorite for Rusty. Who you got? Um, I got, let me see. So, who did Lamar Jackson play last week? Uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. And who does Tom Brady face this week? The Dolphins. So, Brooks in back to back weeks gets the quarterbacks that are facing Miami's defense. Hmm. But I will say this is one of those Patriot things where they'll end up Tom Brady will throw one touchdown and the Patriots will just run all over him. So I think I don't think Tom Brady will do that good. But I think Rusty wins by eight because Brooks guesses wrong on his second flex option. Ouch. Ouch. So you think that's going to be a Jeffrey or a Breeder? You just don't want to say. It's weird. Like uh, I think it's Jeffrey or Fuller or Sterling Shepard. You can make cases for all of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, hopefully, golf uh, gets off the snide like he did, like he or better than he played last week. That's for sure. I don't know if Juju Smith-Schuster has got the capabilities of being a, a, a pure number one talent there. Um, didn't show it in the first game. Now, granted, they played a phenomenal New England defense. Michael Thomas is going to get his against the Rams. Chris Carson looks good. He didn't have a ton of yards, but the guy can freaking run. I'm going to pull the upset here, pushing Rusty to 0-2. Brooks evens it up at 1-1. One one. I'm going to go Brooks 1-23, Rusty 109. All right, all right. And moving on to our final matchup, we're going to have Julio, my God, 84 points. That's Jared versus Connor Air, Bradley. Brad's 1-0, Jared 0-1. Projections are Brad at 141-16 and yourself, Jared, at a 113-88. You are not favored. Currently, you don't have a quarterback on there, so this, this – uh, um, favorability of 70% in the direction of uh, Brad is a little misleading here because you got to put a quarterback in there. Um, Don't approach me. Here's my public service announcement, and I will die on this hill. Quarterbacks don't matter outside of about four of them. So don't be trying to come to me with some garbage QB for a wide receiver too. Stop. I agree with you 100%. I think they're a dime a dozen. All you need to get is 25 points, 20 to 25 points from the quarterback. That's all you need. You agree with me? Oh, yeah. I think they're a dime a dozen. All right, I take it back. I take it back. (laughs) Everybody, all trades are on the table. So, but, no, I got got something up my sleeve. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think I'll have – but I got a couple 50-50 calls that I'm sure I will guess wrong on. And I still have a less than favorable matchups this week with my elite players. And I think Brad pulls it out. And I think I go to 0-2 and, and everybody starts picking on me because everybody thinks I'm like the fantasy guru and the record doesn't line up with it. Here's what I do know. Adam Thielen is good. DeAndre Hopkins is good. Carson Wentz is also good. Evan Ingram is showing to be really good. Josh Jacobs is really good. And Sammy Watkins is really good. 
I'm not sure Connor is there yet, but last year he proved to be really good. You don't have the same guys on your side. Julio and Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. All right, Adam, Adams scored you a solid five points. Julio he got you a touchdown. The, he went up against your Bears defense. Nick, and, and he's going against Minnie's defense now this week. True. That's why I said I got bad matchups again. Yeah, you got bad. O.J. Howard hasn't planned out for you. We'll see if that changes tomorrow night. I He's th- played four quarters. I think it does. I think it does change tomorrow. But, I mean, you need him to score points to give yourself a chance. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to take Brad in this one. Unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit lopsided. I'm going to go with a 142 to a 110 victory for Bradley, pushing him to 2 and 0. What a dick. <laughs> well, that'll do it for uh, this episode, episode 2 of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you all for listening. And Jared? Dodge injuries and guess right, fellas. Take care, boys. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just as a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to anchor.fm website or the Anchor app. Search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There you can leave us what's called a voice message. We'll receive that message, and if we like what we hear, we may feature it on next week's podcast. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, dodge injuries and guess right.